0: The chef is the wildly talented and knowledgeable Jet Tila. The dish is General Tso's chicken and bacon and egg fried rice. And this is Cook Tracks. <laughs>
1: I'm Rach, Rachel Ray, and you're listening to Cook Tracks. It's a brand new, super cool way to cook. Each episode will be right alongside you. Well, kinda, we'll be in your ear, taking you step by step through a dish or a meal in real time. We'll be adding a little pinch of tips, tricks, and fun stories to keep you guys entertained and up your cooking game. Needless to say, we've got your back in the kitchen i mean it guys you literally don't have to worry about a thing i'm going to keep you on track with my buddy cappy think of him as our kind of play-by-play announcer for the cook along and since not all stoves are created equal boy do i know that if you guys get a little caught up just hit pause you don't have to read a recipe and it isn't rocket science this is not something you're supposed to take seriously we want you guys to have fun follow along, and at the end of each episode, we'll have made a dish or a meal from start to finish together. Gather up your ingredients, pour yourself a drink or a cup of tea, and turn your volume up to 11. This is Cook Tracks. Take it away, Cap.
0: Hey, everyone. It's Cappy. The episode you're about to hear was recorded as part of a virtual live at-home series produced by the Food Network and Cooking Channel New York City Wine and Food Festival. I was honored to moderate over 30 of these classes with some of the world's greatest chefs and culinary personalities, and now they're available to you right here on CookTracks. You can find all the ingredients and equipment you need to cook along on our website, cooktracks.com. We hope you're ready to have some fun, and remember, some of the chefs follow these recipes to a T while others cook from the heart and use their recipe as a guide. I wanna mention that the money raised over $400,000 from the guest participation in these classes went towards the New York City Wine and Food Festival Restaurant Employee Relief Fund, supporting the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation to help New York State restaurant workers hit by the COVID-19 crisis. If you'd like to learn more and give to the fund, please visit chooserestaurants.org or nycwff.org relief. We appreciate all of your support. Hey, everyone, I wanted to give you a quick heads up that we have a special guest host for this episode. His name is Devin Padgett, and he's a good friend and mentor of mine. He also works with the New York City and South Beach Wine and Food Festivals, as well as the Food & Wine Classic in Aspen. So big thank you to Devin for keeping everyone on track in this episode. Take it away, Devin.
2: Hello and welcome everyone to the New York City Wine and Food Festival at home series. We're gonna get started in the kitchen in just a few minutes, one and only Jet Tila. And we hope you're all cooking along with us today. This is gonna be super fun and really, really delicious. I'll be your host for the cook-along. My name is Devin Padgett, and I am the lucky producer and host of our live cooking demo stages at both the New York City Wine and Food Festival and also at our sister event, the South Beach Wine and Food Festival, which takes place in Miami every February. Next year, in 2021, we'll be celebrating our 20th anniversary, and I hope you'll all join us on the beach next winter. Chef Jet Tila. I'm pretty sure there's not a cooler name than Jet, right? (laughs) He's a cook He's a culinary anthropologist, he's a teacher, an entrepreneur, and of course, a big time super shiny Food Network star. He has roots deeply established in the culinary world, roots that have enabled him to successfully pursue his number one passion, passion, and that's storytelling through food. Jet is the host of the digital series Ready Jet Cook on foodnetwork.com, which this year received the monster double whammy two award nominations from both the James Beard Foundation and from the Emmys. he is a talented, accomplished cookbook author and both of his books, 101 Epic Dishes and 101 Asian Dishes You Need to Make Before You Die are available on Amazon, freshly restocked and ready to ship. And yes, you should read both of those books because they're both game changers. Jet is a frequent guest on many Food Network shows including Beat Bobby Flay, Chopped and Guy's Grocery Games. It goes on and on. Hey Jet, you out there, you
3: ready to get cooking, Bob? I'm ready to go, man. Uh, all those words make me blush, so I've never been really good uh, with, with bios and stuff, but um, I just want to say, Devin, thank you very much. Lee um, and the entire team, uh, thanks for putting this all together. Thanks all 400 of you guys for being here. What an honor it is. Um, I, and uh, It's not just myself, Ali Teela, my partner in crime, um, my soulmate, my everything, even when she's mad at me. Uh, that's all the time which is all the time no i'm joking um all right so tonight is all about uh chinese food and my goal after this class is basically for you is going to be you're very comfortable not just making general sauce and fried rice but really understanding a deeper dive into uh, the world of kind of chinese cantonese cuisine so i'm kind of going to get into it i try to answer all the questions already if you do have any questions um, if you see me looking this way, it's Devin, and I'm looking at the chat at the same time. Yeah, Devin.
2: Hey, Jack. No, I was just going to say, man, thank you for already answering a bunch of those questions. That's awesome. Um, and let's do this before we get cooking. If you'd please just talk to us a little bit more about what we're making this evening, maybe do a quick call out and a quick rundown of the ingredients and equipment. Everybody's already, they have their recipes and their prep sheets. Um, we'll stop after you go through it real quickly. We'll stop for half a minute and let everybody sprint to get what they're
3: missing. Sound good? Yeah, no problem. You know, let me go through the ingredients while you guys organize. But uh, oil is at 365 degrees. Um, Any high temperature, low flavor oil, peanut, canola, you know, grapeseed if you're fancy. Uh, I just don't want you using sesame oil nor um, olive oil in the Asian kitchen. All right. Um, Staples that you absolutely need. Oyster sauce. Now, you have been fooled your entire lives uh, by people telling you that soy sauce is the end all be all in the Chinese kitchen. They're trying to mess with it is oyster sauce, okay? Um, it's dried oysters turned into a sauce uh, with some soy sauce in it, but it, it is complete. Hot, sour, salty, sweet, savory—actually, everything but hot. But so, if you were to go into battle with one sauce, which I did with Morimoto, I took oyster sauce, okay? Next, I want you guys having poison sauce. It is a soy sauce derivative. It's a—it's got soy sauce in it, but it's got a lot more sugar and not so fermented. So it's got a beautiful, sweet kind of carameliness to it. All right? Um, I'm okay with you using regular soy sauces. Um, I'm using a Japanese soy here. I like to keep tamari in my house because it is gluten-free, just naturally. I'm not making any kind of um, sacrifices. Just if you have a good tamari in your house, you're good. There is a typo in in the recipes we gave you. The oil should be 365, not 165. It's called a key problem there. Um, for spicy. Yeah. yeah. So everybody yeah, says- so for spicy guys, um, you can actually use chili garlic sauce. This is the rooster stuff. It is on the hotter side. If you find a Chinese chili garlic sauce, it is going to be less spice. So the recipe is written for the Chinese chili garlic. If you're using rooster, use half of the amount. Very, very simple. Outside of that, um, i got to tell you one more secret ingredient. Uh, This is is really, like, you guys have had some of the best chefs in the world these last few weeks. I'm going to tell you the end-all, be-all secret of the Chinese restaurant. It's right here, family. This is chicken powder. Now, you're like, what is that? This is basically what we put into every single stir-fry. We don't use MSG, um, but... The, the, the kind of powderized chicken flavor is the secret ingredient to getting restaurant Chinese food flavors at home. When you put these all together, they're like superheroes. Once they play together, they're good to go. So um, th- that's it. All the other stuff I'm just going to show you as we do it, and uh, we can kind of get right into it if that's okay. Uh, yeah, let's also get some nice work. Hey, Jet. Before yeah, we in, I just want to
2: triple confirm with everybody because we've got a few few people checking in. The oil, that quart and a half of neutral vegetable oil you have warming up in your Dutch oven is going to go to 365, not 165.
3: 365. Yep. Okay. Yep. And also the question about oyster sauce because of allergies and gluten intolerances, you can find firstly uh, gluten free oyster sauce. You can do an Amazon search. You can also find vegan oyster sauce, which is made from mushrooms. So do find those. They also have gluten-free oyster and hoisin sauces. So uh, if you guys follow myself on uh, on Instagram or any of the channels, you can send me a DM and I'll send you links. How does that sound?
2: Right on, man. All right,
3: knife skills. This is uh, uh, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna go old school and use a cleaver. I'm gonna do all my knife skills in five five minutes and get that all the way and just start cooking. How does that sound? All right. Uh, I'm using the same board, so Allie, come on in, friends. Uh, substitutes for chicken powder, don't you dare. There are none. No, um, so I would just leave it out. So with onions, I'm just going to, to do uh, the, the top and the tail Remove. Very nice. Allie, how about big props for Allie? Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, once the top and the tail are removed, I'm going to cut the onion right in half. And um, that's how I always take the parted onion. And from the half, that's how I'm going to peel. I'm never going to try to peel uh, an onion in a round, unless I'm torturing a new cook or a newbie, that's what I'm going to make them do. But um, from this position, I'm thinking what do I need to do with this onion? I need basically uh, dices for general sows. So I'll go two cuts this way. I want to end up with a one inch dice and then uh, one inch cuts that way and I'm done. So there's there's onion and I'm going to move it back here. um, So to go to the next ingredient, uh, ginger, so watch what I do. You take a finger, a hand of ginger, and you just snap it. I want to end up with basically one finger. And uh, what I'll do is I don't peel ginger unless it's uh, a decorative part of the plate. You just don't need to peel ginger, but in case you want to, some of you that are OCD I'm <coughs> uh, married, I'm uh, married OCD, anyway, that don't like the peel, take the back of the knife, fringe and just slide. Just use the pressure of the knife and just rotate around and you'll be able to do that. And once you're comfortable with that motion, you can do that to both sides. So you can do it to square off the ginger, make sure it doesn't move on you, and then just take the knife and just give it a little shave. You're shaving ginger. This is not necessary. This is a party trick that makes people think you're a good cook, okay? Um, Once you have a peeled piece of ginger, I want you to, uh, again, square off one end. So it sits up straight, and then we're gonna slice into eighth-inch pieces. So if you if you've ever cooked with me or been my student, I have I made up a fun little cutting rhyme. A tile becomes a slice. So now a tile becomes a slice. Boom. So that's the julienne, and then um, uh, a slice becomes a dice. In case you're mincing. So that's it. So if you if you can uh, if if you can remember tile slice dice, you you can you can see tile slice dice. All right, tile slice dice. Hey, Jet, I'm gonna jump yeah, in real quick. Come one on, more, in. one more time
2: for everybody. You should have your oil in your Dutch oven heating up now. Slowly heating up. You're gonna take 365. We're getting a lot of questions about the oil. It does take a few minutes to get that heated up. So go ahead and
3: get her started. And we'll let the dog settle down a little bit. It's okay, guys. I know you're hungry. I know you're hungry. Take it easy, um, scallions. Your ginger is woody. It is old. Come here. Relax. I know you're excited to eat General Sows. All right, uh, with your scallions, all I want you to do is to take the tips off the white bottom and the green tippy tops cut them into uh, halves and then I'm just gonna do a bias slice and uh, with half of it nice thin bias slice and then uh, what what I'll do leave the other halves of whole like that because I want you to just to do a, a one inch slice so one inch is for uh, general sows and then these will be for our fried rice I want to do all my knife work all at once right this is called efficient Mise en Plus, right here. Okay, um, if you if if you're show the dogs, yeah, we will. You're gonna you're gonna show me going, be quiet. Um, but we we might. They're probably gonna come in the shot once they start smelling the food. Um, so I'm just. I like to use a plate, guys, for all my mise en Plus. I hate having like 300 little bowls because Allie gets mad at me, or whoever's cooking has to. Uh, you know, the other person has to do the dishes. So uh, I just kind of group things on a plate, okay? Uh, if your if you're, if you're ginger is woody, it is old, so um, uh, yes. So I'm gonna do Chinese barbecue pork because it's safe and it's cooked before I go chicken, so I don't burn my board. All I'm doing here simply, friends, is just dicing. So I'm just gonna do, just remember the Jet Tila rule, tile, slice, dice. Cut into tiles, then cut into slices, and then cut into dices. That's how my brain works, I'm not a very smart man. Um, you know, it's, I'm very binary, so. Uh, yes, if I'm doing barbecue pork instead of bacon. Oh yeah, that's right, we're gonna do bacon fried rice. Yes, if you're doing bacon, it's just doing exactly the same thing. You guys, you guys don't mind, do you? I'm sure I could dig out some bacon, but it's actually you're actually getting a bonus. This is actually more difficult by using Chinese barbecue pork. If you're using bacon, cut it into dices, that's it. You actually get more of a show. Now I have a raw piece of chicken. Okay, I'm saving this cutting board for the raw last so I can just get rid of it. And I'm using a little fork as an assist. Uh, I'm gonna ask Ali just to come in one more time to show you how I like to um, cut this chicken for the general sows, all right? Uh, Just remember tile, slice, dice, but most importantly, the grain is running thusly, okay? And then uh, I'm gonna slice it into uh, tiles and then slices just these little lengths, if you can see that. And then I'm gonna take the lengths and cut it into dice. We're gonna, these are gonna become the fried little nuggets of deliciousness. They're gonna be battered with tempura flour, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So the best note I have for you, family, don't make these too big. Because when you pick up the dredge plus um, the, uh, the batter, they're going to almost double in size. So be reasonable. About the, these sizes right here. So that's going to go on the raw. Raw stays with raw, um, and then cook stays with cook. My hands have not even touched the board because I'm using a fork. So watch what I do. Yeah, hey, yeah, man. Just, I'm uh, getting ready to go ahead, Devin.
2: Speaking of raw and cook, man, we have a question about the bacon. If you're using bacon with the fried rice, jumping over to the fried rice for a second, that's raw bacon because you're going to crisp it up in the wok, right? That's the first step.
3: That's so, exactly right, and okay. it's raw bacon and and because it's raw, it's actually cured, right? Right. right. Um, you want to cut it into little lardons, like little tiny pieces about one inch. You can go up to one inch because it cooks so fast. This is chicken thigh, by the way. Um, so how are we doing out there? You guys, are we having fun? Are we learning a little bit? Yeah, let's, we're rolling here, man. It's good. All right, so um, we're going to be serving general stoves with broccoli. Another good tip I have for you is in the Chinese restaurant, I have about six walks going all at the same time. One walk is always has boiling water in it so I can flash blanch vegetables. Okay. In your house, what you want is, um, you have a blancher. It's called a microwave. All right. So, um, how I flash blanch in the house is I take about a tablespoon or two of water, cover this broccoli floret. This can be actually any vegetable you want to blanch. And I'm going to go one and a half to two minutes in the microwave. That is a great tip right there. All right, so um, I'm gonna let that go. My is happening. Now I'm gonna get my oil. My oil is already hot. Um, I'm gonna show you how to dredge and how to make a batter, all right? Let's spend a minute on tempura flour. I think we talked about that in the chat, guys. You can buy it ready to go. It is basically all-purpose flour, cornstarch, with a little bit of baking soda to make bubbles. That's all it is, so you don't need to buy it, you can make it. Um, And and I've got two bowls of it here. One is for the dredge, okay? So how do I wanna do this? I'll do it this way. Let me simplify my life. I'm gonna put the chicken into... A clean bowl again. Again, I'm not contaminated yet because I've controlled all this raw protein with utensils and plates. That's dredging, and all dredging means, family, is to get the chicken coated so it sticks to the batter. That's all dredging is right there. Now, I'm going to make batter with the second. Hey, Jackie, yeah, do, do you season your dredge at all, or do you not need to? No, nope, not for the Asian kitchen, guys. You don't need to season your dredge because. Of the General So sauce, which is what we're going to make next. So, um, and I'm just making a uh, kind of a thin-ish pancake batter. All right, thin-ish. Okay, because the dredge is going to stick to this batter, so we're good to go. My my mise en place is ready for General So. So I'm going to stick that there while I show you how to make General So sauce. Say that ten times fast. All right, General So sauce. Because I'm teaching you general sows, you're going to be able to do any of the crispy, nugget-coated dishes like orange, chicken, lemon, tangerine, beef. It's all the same process. And then and, and similarly, they all have oyster sauce. So I'm going to start with oyster sauce, which is the all-purpose sauce. I love this so much, this sauce. We're going to go to, to hoisin sauce. Now, think about the flavors as I put it in there. Savoriness, sweetness, kind of that coating deliciousness. We're going to go chili garlic. I have the super spicy stuff, so I can go easy. If you're cooking for people who love spice, go go nuts. I'm not going to be mad at you, okay? Do what you want to do, all right? Now, um, critical items here are going to be these. So now we got to give it the tanginess. And the tanginess comes from... Vinegar, and I'm using white vinegar. White vinegar gives you a beautiful, clean um, acidity. Uh, I think rice vinegar gives you more of a—it's—it's it's not as clean and direct. Sugar, yo, this ain't, this ain't healthy food. This is delicious food. All right, so don't don't give me a hard time. Just know what you're eating. General Tso's is a treat. Okay, uh, and finally, yes, we use food coloring. Bless you, Allie. <laughs> oh, man, I thought I'd get you to sneeze. Um, yes, food coloring. So don't at me about a few drops of food coloring if you go to Disneyland and eat any of their baked goods. That's all I'm going to say. You think that Mickey Red comes from beets? No. You think that blue and all that for all the delicious treats? Negative. So soy sauce. That's it, kids. That's the sauce. It's oh. that thats it's that simple. Devin, you got a question or? No, yeah, man, no, listen. I just want to just recap that sauce because it looks so good. I just want
2: to make sure everybody's caught up with us in real time. So can you just recap the sauce one more
3: time? And I'm happy you. to. So okay. yeah, oyster sauce is the soul of every Chinese sauce. Think about it in the five flavors, okay? Hot, sour, salt sweet savory. Oyster sauce, poison sauce, soy sauce, sugar, vinegar, chili and which is chili garlic in this case and about 3 to 4 drops of the uh, red food coloring that's it all right umami guys umami is savoriness and that is in the soy the oyster the hoisin and i forgot the final secret ingredient it's not in the recipe that's how much i loved you guys and the wine and food people this is the secret that we put that 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 lives in all the Chinese restaurants. So yes, I'm giving it to you because I love you guys. All right? I'm ready to make General Sos You guys ready to make it with me? Hey,
2: one obvious question there, Jet, real quick. Can you tell us? Yeah. Who, who even is General
3: So? Oh, you know what? There's a very good um, documentary. I'm going to start frying as we talk about that. Um, they, they say that it's based on a, uh, a Chinese military general but, but that's where the, the legend and the lore gets a little sideways because um, they're, they're, they don't think they can prove that any of that's true. So um, we, a lot of us feel that this is just a good old Chinese-American dish. It was created here based on a sweet and sour crispy nugget. Um, so I don't think it, re- it really is someone... Uh, that made the dish that was named after. It. Okay, check it out. Chicken nuggets. Uh, have you seen my meme of chicken nuggets? The dredge goes into the thin batter. It gets coated. I'm going to pull the nuggets out a few at a time. This is crucial. Knock off the extra. Get it into that oil. Swirl it before you drop it. All right. Swirl it before you drop it. Watch what I'm talking about. Swirl it before you drop it because I want the oil. Um, the the batter to start coating and frying up and actually solidifying and not just dumping this in there and And, and it makes the batter too thick. It's a lot like tempura. If you ever make tempura with me You got to swirl and drop. It's like All a right? dance. Yeah, go ahead.
2: No, I said it's just like a dance Hey, I got a quick question for you back when that back when we were prepping our me's You chopped up the ginger and the garlic. Did you add that to the sauce as well? or Is that for the fried rice?
3: Negative. I'm going to be using that in the actual stir-fry because that's the second part of General Soaps. Okay. So, um, yeah, we're going to need that soon on the, on the left hand here. So this is one of those dishes, guys, that is a two-stepper. One is to cook the chicken, the other one is to finish the stir-fry. Some of you were asking about air fryers. If you have an air fryer, you cannot dredge a nugget in air fryer, okay? Um, if you are going to go cook a raw raw chicken in the air fryer, you're probably going to want to use wet like egg, and then uh, put that and smash it into panko. Or you can actually buy like tempura nuggets of chicken, uh, and then use that in the air fryer, and then meet the dish on this side. So that that's that's what you're going to be doing. So I'm cleaning as I go. So um this makes ally happy, and happy wife, happy life. So, uh, happy happy wife,
2: happy life. That's for sure. Hey, Jet. Yes. Quick, we want to get everybody caught up in real time here. So I want to give everybody a, a minute or so to catch up here. Just give us one quick recap here. We've done the batter. We've done the sauce. No problem. You're, yep. fri- you're frying the first batch of General Tso chicken. Tell us, tell us uh, just give us a quick recap.
3: No problem. So we've done all our knife work for all the dishes, the onions, the scallions, the ginger, the garlic, right? I need to do the garlic actually. I need to smash that. Um, and then we cut our proteins, chicken for General Tso's, barbecue pork for the fried rice. I've made the General Tso sauce. I've taken the chicken, I've dredged it in the flour, and then I'm frying it up now. And that's all we've done so far. I think I'm gabbing too much. But if you guys tell me, tell me if I'm doing a good job or if I start to see um, uh, sleeping emojis, I know that, uh, you know what I mean? I know I'm, I'm uh, slow, too slow. Okay, this is what I'm looking for. All right, All right, here. Ask you, how how long in the oil with the chicken there? Check this out. That's, look at that brown nugget. Uh, this the chicken was in a 375 degree oil only for about four to six minutes. I say I love it. Someone's saying too fast. That's amazing. Uh, I feel I'm cooking too too slow. So I'm glad I can slow down then. All right. So so there you go. I'm happy to slow down, guys. Uh, good. It's such a different rhythm than Food Network. Usually, I got to get everything done in like a minute. So I'll let you. I'll let you guys kind of uh, catch up with me if you have any questions. But the nuggets are fried. If you are not cooking the stir fry, the complete stir fry, immediately take these nuggets, stick them in a two hundred to two hundred fifty degree oven, and you can hold them for probably about. I don't know, 30 minutes or so, or, or 45 minutes, where you can do a 160 degree oven for like an hour or two, and that keeps them nice and crispy, okay? So um, I'm ready to stir fry, but Devin and team, uh, I know there's a lot of us, you let yeah, me know. I, I think, I'm
2: just looking through the chat here and looking through the questions, Jet. I think we're getting right where we need to be. Uh, I love it. I think we've got the batter, we've got the chicken, we've got the first batch of chicken done. We've got our sauce ready to roll. We've got our meats and our vegetables. Um, everybody blanched their broccoli, right?
3: Yeah, everyone I hope bl- blanched their broccoli. I'll pull that out too, so I put everything in uh, together. So,
2: so basically, Chef, what you got going on here is you've got everything ready to roll now, and now you're going to put it all together in the stir fry, correct?
3: Correct. And watch what happens in the microwave maybe an airtight seal. You actually get almost like a sous vide effect with a little bit of moisture. And then I'll pull that and watch what happens. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pour out that extra liquid that I don't need. And uh, I have perfect mise en place. I have vegetables. I have aromatics. I have sauce. I have chicken nuggets. I'm good to go right now. So uh, I'm not trying to, uh, to, to, just to, to go too fast. Someone asked about ice water. It works fine, but you don't really need it in this case. In tempura, it's more important to have icy cold batter because... The cold hits the oil and explodes. In that explosion, the batter is also exploding and then and, then whole and firming up. Um, it's kind of like you know a cartoon, like a science fiction, like, ah, it gets frozen so fast. And that's what gives you that long, lacy effect. How much chicken powder and sauce? You can put about a teaspoon. A little yeah. goes a long way. So, yeah.
2: so well, there's my museum cost of for general sauce. Secret, uh, secret chicken powder. Lots of questions.
3: Oh, I know, guys. If you have any questions, let me know. Someone's still frying. I like it. Can you repeat what was in the dredge? Uh, oh, yeah, it's just a tempura flour, okay? And if you're making it at home, one cup all-purpose flour, one cup cornstarch or potato starch, and then a teaspoon of baking soda. That's, that's that to make your own, all right? Uh, let me know when you guys are happy because I'm happy just to hang out here and watch you guys cook. I see Gabriel out there. I see Kathy Meadows out there. We got so, one question um, here, Chef, uh, about uh, somebody who
2: wants to switch this from General So's chicken to General So's shrimp. That can be done, right? And,
3: which- 100%. Any protein, even tofu, what you must remember, though, is cook times of protein. If you're going to batter and dredge shrimp, that's going to cook in about one to two minutes. You don't want your shrimp going too long. Uh, the other way, pork is going to be about the same cook time as chicken. And if you're doing beef, it's going to be the shorter cook time as well. So just be cognizant of the protein you're trying to fry because you're cooking twice. You're doing a fry and then a stir fry. So if you're doing anything that's delicate, a a, a lot quicker. If that makes any sense, a lot quicker. It makes makes total sense. And if everybody's got all
2: of their individual ingredients ready, you you should have your chicken battered and fried. You should have your sauce ready, your vegetables ready to go. What are we missing
3: here, chef? No, you're good. Uh, again, you're looking at the mise en place right here. I have sauce, I have nuggets, I have broccoli, and I have my aromatics, my ginger, gar- my, ginger my garlic. I'll cut my garlic really quick, actually. Uh, and then um, my onion, and you're ready. This is how I cut garlic. I don't, I don't want you to overthink garlic, guys. Um, pick a wide knife. Just pick a wide-ish knife, wider than uh, the clove, and flat palm. Just smash flat, smash flat, and then uh, just give it a nice, easy mince, about eighth of an inch. Don't overthink garlic, because the wok in the pan is usually about three or four or something, 100 degrees, so you don't want to get too nutty, okay? so that's it, that's enough garlic for both dishes right there. Um, all right, where are we going? Recipe called for garlic and ginger. Yeah, so if you want, you can, If you don't mind, you can just kind of do one of these. If you need a little garlic in the sauce, you can do a pinch in there and a pinch here. What I want to teach you guys is by giving you the information, you're going to learn how to cook by feel. Does that makes any sense? Um, and if, if you kind of, you know, you're going to learn how to shortcut as I teach you the basics. Cornstarch is your friend. If you're a person out there that likes that gooey, gooey glaziness, equal parts cornstarch and flour is called a slurry. The slurry can be worked into any sauce uh, before cook or even into the pan during cook to make a glaze. I'm going for it, guys. Uh, Devin, do I have the green light? It's only yeah, going to take a
2: few minutes here. I think we're ready to go. We do have one question from Stephanie. She looks like she may have added too much rooster to her sauce. Okay. Is there any way to temper that, pull it back?
3: Yeah. Stephanie, if you did too much rooster means too much hot, um, add everything else that you need in to basically increase the volume of the sauce so you have the balance of the sauce uninterrupted, right? Because right now you're off balance. Too much spice. So you're going to go more savory, more sweet, more acid. You'll bring up the volume and just use less. And now you have enough sauce for tomorrow. You can make it again. That's what I would say. That's the way to play. The chilies are coming. I haven't used them yet, guys. I haven't used them. So, uh, the stir fry, you guys let me know. I'm ready when you're ready. The chicken is sticking to the bottom. People are moving ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I gotta move. All I, right, Allie's gonna get closer. We're gonna do this. Um, I'm using drink. my Titan pan here. So, this is stainless and uh, and nonstick. So, I'm not scared to get this cranking. I'm gonna use the oil from, from the actual fryer so I don't waste. You see how much smoke is coming off that, guys? So that means I'm not gonna do garlic. I'm making it audible, right? Because I need to cool the pan down. So I'm gonna use ice cream to cool the pan down. I'm gonna put some of those dried chilies in there. And now as the pan is cooling, I can think about putting garlic, but I was preheating that pan for quite a while. So, uh, so again, so Jeff, yes. yeah, no.
2: Let me just let me just say that out to, out loud to everybody. Jeff, chef did not put the garlic in that smoking hot pan right there because he didn't want it to burn. So that's a that's a, a pro chef tip right there. He threw in his other bigger vegetables first before the garlic,
3: because the garlic didn't burn. And now he's going to add the garlic after. That sense. Yeah. Now a lot of this is feel because once I added the oil, it, it tells me, "Whoa, dude! I went I went pretty aggressive on the heat." So I need to thicken this sauce now. So check it out. Uh, Because there's cornstarch and a good amount of sugar, I'm going to let that sauce thicken. What I'm looking for is the amount of bubbles and the the size. They're dispersed and they're large bubbles, which means I don't have enough cornstarch. So I'm going to use the entire amount that's in the recipe. And then... Cornstarch needs to get to 180 degrees to gelatinize. Okay? And now I, I can see the bubbles are more even and small. And they're also, and I can see the glaze forming on the bottom of the pan right there. And, and now I have an even amount of bubbles all the way across the pan. When I move the sauce, it tends to hold and then slowly creep so I know my sauce is ready. You must have a thick sauce before the chicken goes in, or you will get soggy chicken, all right? Now it's chicken. Now the large scallions there. And then you have a choice. I could do broccoli here or broccoli on the side. I'm gonna show you, you could just throw that in there, but I'll show you another way to plate up to have at least two options. Now, I'm just coating. I'm just, coating there, and now I'm going to plate. That's how fast this dish comes together. It's kind of scary how easy it is, all right? I'm going to grab a nice plate. That looks
2: so good, man. So hot uh, hot pan, you used a Titan pan. Somebody asked me if they could have
3: used a nonstick skillet. Absolutely. 100%. Nonstick is good. Aluminum is good. A Dutch oven is good. So uh, here we go, guys. I'm going to show you how I like to plate this. Now, again, the critical parts about General So is you want that ooey gooey sauce pretty tight before the chicken goes in, or you're going to have not crispy um, General So's. And here's like an homage to my grandmother (laughs) and the the Chinese restaurants back in the day is like, you know, you know what, I'm going to do what they did. I'm going to crown this dish. Oh, dude, let's go. This is a hundred years uh, right <laughs> here. Uh, homage to Chinese American food right there, and a little bit of garnish. No, oh, General Sos, ladies and gentlemen. General Sos. <laughs> oh Tso's. man, Jet,
2: that oh. looks so good. Quick, quick recap on that. Hot pan. The aromatics went in. Then he added the sauce. Then he added added the fried <laughs> chicken nuggets. He tossed it all together till it looked. Fantastic, like it does right there. He plated that, and then he did the famous broccoli crown.
3: Love That's that. Right. So good. If you want to make the sauce thick in a separate pot, like a little saucepan, feel free, guys. There's no there's no rules. All right, um, because I know I have enough heat on this stove and a pan that can handle it. I just did it all in like a Chinese restaurant just in one walk. Okay, so. So I decided you could have actually thickened that sauce separately um, if you wanted to, but I knew that I had enough firepower, so enough uh, RPMs, uh, horsepower, whatever analogy you want um, to know I was good. Hey, yeah, hey Jet, can you,
2: w- one more time here, because that was such a great example right there of mise en place and having everything ready for your dish, even though you went through all that prep with us, having everything ready for your dish And then it came together in literally two minutes. So having the chicken ready, the sauce ready, the aromatics ready, the vegetables ready, all that on standby, you could have that set and ready to go. And then and and then wait, like you said, minutes or forty. Yeah. So
3: Asian food, Asian food is ninety percent prep, ten percent fire. I, I, I. I kind of liken it to the culinary equivalent to a roller coaster ride. Once you once you're strapped into that roller coaster, you're going up. There's no crying. There's no getting off the ride. There's no complaining. That, that's why the mise en plus has to be good to go. Um, so it, it's super important. It's super duper important. So that's great.
2: I think okay. everybody is, I think everybody is just about caught up. And somebody's asking. Tamara's asking. Pronouncing general so, it's so, right? S-E-W, so? Yeah,
3: you know, again, if you're Cantonese, it's one way. If you're Mandarin, it's another. So, you uh, you know, you can say sao, you can say so, um, so you can say so's. I, I don't think there's a real wrong way because I, I would just tell whoever's giving you a hard time, this dish was an American Chinese classic, and in my opinion, it's still authentic, right? If, if, if Chinese people made a dish in America, it's, it's Chinese-American. It's I'm, I'm going to give it authenticity. I'm going to check it as authentic. So I'm good with it. All right,
2: man. I think we're ready to roll over to the uh, baked
3: fried rice. I think we're good to go here. Sounds good. This is going to happen fast. Um, the big note I want to give you guys is a few. Number one, I hate soy sauce bathed fried rice, because there's nothing special about it. Number two, most recipes, and including, I write recipes that will say day-old rice, because it is easier to cook, you use less oil. But tonight, I'm gonna show you the secret to Hong Kong-style fluffy, super delicate fried rice, and the secret is eggs. This is fresh rice, this is not day-old, and I can marry these two together because I know the technique and I'm going to show it to you, okay? Uh, First rule of wok cooking is get your pan hot. And I'm not a fan. You don't need a wok. Don't waste the money. And if you have one already, that's great. But see, get a pan that has high sides that can get crazy hot, or use your Dutch ovens as woks. I like these enamelized because they do have a beautiful coating, and I'm good to go. This is going to happen pretty quickly, okay? So... So watch this. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going I'm getting my hot pan hot. I'm getting a little oil from the frying side, and I can see that it's smoking already. I'm gonna add my garlic, I'm listening to it for it to tell me that it's ready. Now this is the one-two punch. It's kind of like kung fu, okay? It's like kung fu. You gotta work with me very fast, all right? So whipping eggs, whipped eggs. In, immediate rice, immediate rice. It's so important that you get the rice in immediately because watch what's happening. The egg is uh, being absorbed by the rice and it's creating a natural non-stick surface. Now watch as I drag my my utensil, and I'm just using a silicone spat because it's no stick. There's no sticky, all right? But you want this to be enveloped, and the egg is gonna get light and fluffy. It's gonna coat the rice and check it out. It's gonna to be totally non-stick, all all right? And then on the hot side, I'm gonna turn my pan up. I have a hot side, cold side. I'm gonna play with my proteins a little bit, so.
2: Hey, Jack, yeah, go can I for a second? Please do. Hey, man, so look, everybody else has bacon and the raw bacon, so we would have started by crisping up that bacon
3: first, is that correct? Thank you very much, Devin. I apologize, uh, friends. If you're doing bacon, you want to go bacon first. Hot pan, bacon, until it's halfway. You got a little fat and it's rendered, right? And then once the bacon is halfway, then you meet me with the egg and the rice. So there you go. Sorry, I had Chinese barbecue pork on the brain. So uh, <laughs> I apologize. But um, so the egg is magic. Now I'm going to add my shrimp. Uh, I don't like overcooked shrimp, so you can play that hot side cold side again. I can, I can make the shrimp touch the pan that's very, very hot. And then I can envelop, like make a little bed and put the little shrimp piece to bed. So the shrimp will steam and cook very quickly. So I've hidden all that shrimp into a very, very hot pan with hot rice on top of it. And as Ali's with me here, I'm going to season pinch of sugar just a pinch, okay, a pinch of chicken powder, also known as chicken power, because we love it so much. Okay, uh, and uh, I can choose here, I could do oyster sauce or I could do soy sauce, but I want that savory salty pop. Um, so if I do soy, I just want like a little lick of it. Remember, not we don't want soy sauce laden in fried rice. And if I want to do a little oyster, I also could do a lick of that as well. It's not a lot. Very mild, just like that. And then all the shrimp should be halfway cooked already. So I'm gonna save the white pepper for last. And look, shrimp is cooked because we use the pan and we use the hot rice to put it all together. So I'm gonna to toss that there. And now I'm gonna be thinking about garnish and, uh, and include, Additions are the my last few additions are scallions remember those scallions that we uh That we put in there boom and then Never serve fried rice Without kisses of white pepper Just if you have it and not black pepper is fine, but I love that aroma of white pepper Okay, hey
2: Jet. Yeah, quick, man quick question. So the shrimp seems to be a bonus uh, ingredient for us here. So shrimp was not in the recipe, but it looks really good, especially with that barbecued pork. So it could be shrimp and bacon. So you explain yeah. the shrimp. All you guys asking about shrimp, that's a bonus ingredient, okay? The carrots and yeah. the snow peas, but Jet, you have carrots and snow peas in your in your printed recipe at home. Where do the oh, carrots- Oh, got it. Snow peas? you
3: know what? You know, family, I do apologize for that. Uh, uh, I, you guys have bacon and egg fried rice, which is basically the same as yang chow fried rice. So uh, you actually got two recipes for one today. Um, if If you're doing the peas and carrots, obviously they're already cooked. So all you want to do is put them in at the after the shrimp, right before the scallions, and bring it all together so so there it is uh sorry about that family uh no it's i decided okay. to over uh, overachieve so yeah we got one yeah. there okay i gotta taste gotta taste your food before you serve it all right everyone raise your right hand all, all hundreds of you cooking and repeat after me i promise to taste my food before i serve it always. you took the oath. always you, Maybe maybe right. multiple times, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so I'm going to plate up. So you're making bacon and egg fried rice. I'm showing you probably what we would call yang chow fried rice. But again, the method, the technique is the secret of the egg and the rice to keep it nice and fluffy. And then anything else can go in. Fried rice should be a, an every week thing way to clean up your refrigerator. Yeah, How's that look, guys? That looks so good. I'm craving bacon now. Darn it. Pork in there, so. You no, know, I know, I know. But now I want to eat the bacon. So here's the two dishes. And then uh I'll probably we'll stop we'll do questions. And man, Allie, how about a hand for Allie, everybody? <laughs> so patient. Her arms are like big guns, like 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 a steel from just holding cameras. She's been doing this every day between the today show between wine and food, uh, between a bunch of different things. Uh, this is it, it's been Team Tila all the way. I'm big and strong and tough. You are big and strong and tough, and, and looks, we know
2: it. That looks really good. So, hey, Jet, we got. let's go through the fried rice one more time, just from beginning to end, just the process, so. Happy to. So, um,
3: whip your eggs, right? Because that's the secret to fluffy fried rice. Get your oil hot, okay? Throw your bacon in first to start it rendering. Um, and how crispy is up to you. Okay. But I only take it about halfway because I don't want like desiccated bacon. I want, like, I want to taste bacon, but that's personal. Now, uh, then I'm going to go the garlic. Um, and then, um, now wet egg, rice right into it, smash the rice and the egg together until it's totally formed. Okay. Uh, Then you're going to add your your flavorings. And in this case, it was chicken powder, the sugar, uh, salt, soy sauce, uh, or oyster sauce. Okay, that goes in uh, after you smash the rice in. Fold all of it together until the seasonings uh, color the rice and are nice and even. Uh, And then you're going to put your veggies in, the peas and the carrots, or whatever veggies you want, or, or, or a mountain of scallions like I do at home. Um, And then after that, a little bit of white pepper, taste, and enjoy. This is, to me, perfect fried rice.
2: It looks so good, man. Okay, guys, everybody out there, I think, is just about caught up here. We have somebody still, yep, still cooking their chicken. Okay, she's going to get caught up there. No worries. Yeah, all you guys out there that are cooking along, uh, thank you, Jet, and— Hey, can you guys hold your finish plates up to the camera? We want to see this. so, so oh, yeah. Guys,
1: yeah.
3: I'm going to switch over to, to, uh, to the view here, and I want to wow. see people. We want to oh, see. I, we want to see Natalia some of your Natalia York, Diane and Craig are still at it. I see Shari still at it. Denise looking good. Kathy Meadows looking awesome. Man, Nadia is looking just mad at me. Nadia Bass is just, like, frustrated and angry. Oh, Amy H., Looking good, Lauren Landay, that looks amazing. Wow, McKee fam, looks awesome. Jen, Laura, Andy, Adrian, looks amazing. I see a pose here. Jim Cat is concentrating very hard. Oh wow, Uh, look at this. Sabrina Lee is already eating. Tamara Galvin is eating already. Um, Loretta is just mad at me, she's also another one. Uh, And (laughs) and, and Henry Figueredo, uh, Mark Granito, great job. Uh, man, Julia is killing it. Sherry Rosenberg, what's happening? Laura? We got some, some good-looking plates out Don, there. Don, Morris, Eric, and Duncan. You guys are killing it. Great job, everybody. Yeah, guys- no, Some really good-looking plates out there. All right, How guys. Fun.
2: Thank you again to the amazing Jet Tila. Thank you all for all of your support. It's been such a blast. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I'm Devin Paget. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time.
1: Whether you just listened for fun or you cooked right along with us, we want to thank you. If you did cook a recipe, we want to see your food. Take a pic and tag it with hashtag CookTracks. You can find more info and keep up to date with us on CookTracks at CookTracks.com. CookTracks is cooked up by Cappy, Ian Cohen, and Charlie Dugliello with editing from Joel Yeaton. Music has been composed by Jeffrey David Goldford. Special thanks to Red Summit Productions. Please rate, review, and or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thanks for listening to Cook Tracks. We got your back in the kitchen.